0: Hi and welcome to Real Nurse Stories. I'm your host, Eva Story, and today we have a really inspiring guest with us. Joining us on the show is Jackson Heilberg, a dedicated nurse who's been on an incredible journey in the world of healthcare. But what makes Jackson's story even more fascinating is that he's not just a nurse, he's also a passionate entrepreneur who's recently founded the Nurse Collective. Jackson's journey into nursing is a testament to the idea that sometimes our paths in life take unexpected turns. And as he reflects on his career, he often thinks, How did I become a nurse? He started with an arts degree, ventured into the world of science, and dabbled in various pursuits. But what he truly yearned for was a profession that would allow him to make a meaningful impact provide flexibility and open doors to a diverse range of possibilities. For Jackson, it was more than just a job. It was about a calling to help people and to explore the world. Nursing or even the idea of becoming a paramedic crossed his mind. But Jackson fell in love with nursing and never looked back. What makes nursing so fascinating, you may wonder? Well, it's a career filled with endless possibilities. Jackson will share how the nursing profession offered numerous pathways and opportunities. You'll hear about the choices nurses have, whether it's working at the bedside or stepping into leadership or management roles. Nursing is a profession where you can be at the forefront of patient care or driving change from behind the scenes. In our conversation with Jackson, you'll discover how nursing is unique. It's not a one-size-fits-all profession. Instead, there are so many options. We'll explore the remarkable flexibility that nursing offers. So if you're curious about the diverse world of nursing, you're in for a treat. Throughout our chat with Jackson, you'll hear about the different career avenues that nursing can lead you down. Pathways you might not even know exist. We'll delve into healthcare and how nursing in many ways is akin to the world of medicine. It's a field that's filled with opportunities ripe for those that seek them. Whether you're already a nurse or considering a career in healthcare, this episode is bound to inspire you. So without further ado, let's jump into the world of nursing with Jackson Heilberg and discover the incredible journeys that nurses embark on. Hi, and welcome to Real Nurse Stories. Today, um, my guest is Jackson Heilberg, who's um, a nurse, and he's come on the podcast today to talk about his nursing career. So welcome, Jackson, to Real Nurse Stories
1: thank you Eva it's a pleasure
0: <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome I know it's taken us a t- uh, quite a time to get to do this so I'm really looking forward to hearing your story um and Jason um is a passionate entrepreneur um and has set up also um a nurse collective, which I know he's going to talk about today. But um, for now, I'm going to hand over to you, Jackson, and I'm just going to ask you to start right at the beginning and your journey into nursing, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. um So, yeah, I guess everyone does choose to become a nurse for different reasons. uh For me, um you know, I've been asked this question before and I've had to think about mm. it because when I reflect back, it's like, oh, wow, I'm somehow a nurse now, but I don't actually know how the journey got there. Um, (laughs) for me, for me, I wanted a career, you know, before nursing I did an arts degree and a science degree and I dabbled in a few things. And for me, I really wanted a job that allowed me to do a few things. And I've said this before, but allowed me to help people, um, allowed me to have flexibility and a career that is so diverse. Um, you know, I thought about paramedics of, um, um yeah for me you know a career that allowed me to travel a career that allowed me to help people and to have variety to have the option to try different things Mm. and I I guess not to be bored um but I guess at at its core essence I wanted to be able to help people which I know sounds you know everyone says that but Mm. For me the option was paramedics or nursing and my intent was to do nursing and then transfer to paramedics but um I, I yeah I fallen in love with nursing and uh <laughs> and here we are and um it's a really cool career that has so many amazing avenues
0: yeah and I it's interesting because I've, I've interviewed a lot of nurses um for my podcast and it's interesting how many kind of go into nursing thinking they're going to go into be a paramedic or sometimes vice versa they go and be a paramedic and then decide to go into nursing and there's there's that definite kind of thought process there but what fascinates me is you know, people who are going into nursing thinking they'll be a paramedic invariably don't get that far because they they decide you know that, that they actually love nursing, and as you say, there there's so many different avenues, particularly now, that you can go into as a nurse. You know, there's so many different career pathways, and I think it's it's full of opportunities in that that sense.
1: No, exactly. Right. I think you know. um it's, it's not right or wrong either way, you know, no. nursing is definitely not for everybody. And if, you know, I know many nurses who have become paramedics and love that transition and they dabble in nursing. And I've got friends who are paramedics who, for them, they've reached their career goals in paramedics and now have transitioned yeah. to nursing more so in the critical care space, something that they yeah. weren't really able to attain through paramedics. Yeah, And, you know, they love that journey. So I guess that's the beauty of healthcare, I guess, more broadly, but, um, nursing is unique, you know, probably more akin to medicine. In fact, in the fact that there is a lot more flexibility, not only in regards to being able to travel, um, mm-hmm. state borders and globally without, yeah. you know, the bureaucracy that maybe other professions have, but also the ability to, to have a bedside career, have a leadership and management career, have an operations yeah. career, have, you know, there's so many, there, there's, you know, through interviewing people with the nurse break, I have learned about careers that I did not know existed. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's really cool.
0: <laughs> so you, where did you do your training, Jackson?
1: Yeah, so I did my, so I did the postgraduate entry to nursing, it's called the Masters of Nursing um, yeah. Practice at Monash University in Victoria.
0: Okay, and then when you qualified what where where were you thinking you were going to head when you kind of finished your training
1: yeah so I so one of the reasons I chose to do nursing was because I was meeting all these amazing men and women who were nurses and paramedics mm. uh, in St. John Ambulance Victoria so for me definitely I was drawn to the emergency critical care field mm. um I really wanted an emergency graduate year um, which yeah. I didn't get I got a I got my first preference at the Alfred hospital I got trauma orthopedics and general medicine and in hindsight that was the best thing that ever happened to me not getting (laughs) getting an emergency graduate because it really did consolidate those uh core sort of gen med nursing skills and I guess um a lot of emergency patients end up on the gen med ward so it's you know I I've dabbled in that you know and even since then you know I've done the occasional casual shift so I think yeah my graduate was at the Alfred and then I moved to Monash Health in Victoria, which is a massive um, health service. I think it's one of Australia's largest health services yeah. via staff levels. And, um, yeah, that's sort of how it all sort of began. And now I'm in the Northern Territory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's the beauty of it, like you say, isn't it? You you can move around and go wherever it takes you and experience all these great things. So, you know, that's that's the cool thing, I think, about being a nurse.
1: Yeah, no, 100%.
0: Yeah. So, so tell me how how did you kind of fall into entrepreneurship then? Because you were obviously, you know, a trauma orthopedics, you sound like you really enjoyed that. So where did the entrepreneurship start to come in?
1: Uh, I don't know. And <laughs> someone asked me the other day where it came from. And I, I answered with out of frustration. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that probably is it um I was frustrated in the fact that so there's sort of two things I've created one is the nurse break and then the nurses collected is a more newer thing but the nurse break the entire thing about it is interviewing nurses and exactly what we're doing right now and showcasing their careers and I think the frustration that led to me doing that was there was there's a lot of misconceptions and there definitely was then about the role of a nurse. I was, I was meeting as a student on my placements and Mm -hmm. as a grad, but primarily as a student, I was meeting these amazing nurse educators uh, at the Alfred, for example. And I was like, if I don't interview about your career or we talk about you, no one's ever going to hear your story, like, you know, at a, at a much sort of broader scale. And, you know, a few people were like willing to talk about their journey in nursing and where, how they've ended up to where they are today Mm -hmm. and it it was definitely aimed at students initially but i think Mm -hmm. within about three four months it it, you know people in australia especially nurses really want to know about what all the different professions are what our colleagues in other states are doing and i think that's why there are so many really interesting nurses running podcasts you know such as this one here because you get to meet these inspiring people yeah. um, and that's definitely what I've been able to do is is interview the most amazing careers from people nurses doctors paramedics and a mixture of all three um yeah. yeah
0: it's it's it is fascinating because i you know slightly different reasons to you for starting this podcast but you know i i wholeheartedly agree with what you say we don't have an up to date Media um, presence I don't think that represents modern day nursing I think you know particularly members of the public are not aware that nursing is so broad so vast and there's lots of many different avenues and roles that nurses can go into I also think for anybody thinking about coming into nursing perhaps may not also be aware of that so I think you know interviewing nurses about their careers and you know why they do what they do is hugely important um my kind of purpose for setting up the real nurse stories came about from some of the work that I do as a coach and the reluctance to talk about sometimes some of the difficulties in nursing um such mm. as you know the stress the overwhelm the burnout And I was trying to think of ways, you know, that I could kind of tap into that without being so direct and leading. And Mm. what's fascinating for me is with a lot of the people, the nurses that I've interviewed, nearly all of the stories have some element of a stressful time, how they dealt with that or didn't Mm. deal with it. And I think, you know, it's a great medium podcasts for educating and helping people to understand things so i i, I share that passion with you jackson because yeah. i think we need you know we need to be doing more of this
1: And, and I, you know,
0: yeah you go
1: i guess i i've learned a lot through interviewing people and in particular i've learned about what you know, and I can only talk to my own experience, but the things that I wasn't told prior yeah. to joining, um, and I'm talking everything from the the occupational violence through mm-hmm. to, uh, burn like I don't necessarily like the word burnout, but you know, yeah. um, the you know the in like yeah burnout, and uh, you know, there's so many other sort of systemic issues, yeah. um, that cause stress in the healthcare yeah. system and I think I na- now think that potentially my university not mine but universities potentially and and the system yeah. more broadly does a disservice to people considering yeah. healthcare careers uh you know when they don't understand the full context of what they're getting into and yeah. don't get me wrong nursing and paramedics and, and medicine are and I can only speak to nursing Ah, uh, you know, it is a, mm. it is a really good profession, but I think people need to have maybe more realistic expectations about what the role is. And the only way to do that is by, by interviewing people doing the job currently, yeah. um, you know, what is the role of a stonewall nurse or a wound care nurse yeah. or a palliative care nurse practitioner yeah. or yeah. a nurse working for doctors without borders? The jobs are, yeah. Not not comparable, um, yeah. but there are similarities, and I think that's the importance of yeah. what we're where, what we are both doing. Yeah. So.
0: And I think it's also, isn't it? It's about going in with eyes wide open. I think personally, I think that's sometimes where our education of nurses, you know, student nurses falls down because we don't always tackle some of those difficult issues and give a realistic sense of what it's like to you know be newly qualified on a ward and that feeling like I don't know what I don't know because Mm. it's a totally different world and I don't some some respects it is getting better but it's slow and it's still I don't think equipping new nurses with the skills that they actually need to navigate some of the issues you know and you've mentioned there um the workplace um, violence issues you know which is is a big issue and it's not talked about very much you know so if you're going to come across that it's it's a huge shock can be you know and the other thing I think I was going to say to you Jackson is I think frustration is a really good motivator for setting up a business So (laughs) you you know in all honesty it's like nurses are innovative they're hugely practical they and that frustrates me that people don't go and ask nurses enough you know what what are your ideas for a solution you know because that we have some fabulous ideas but we're not always asked about them, or there isn't always a mechanism to feed that up.
1: Yeah, that decision. Table, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think frustration is a great motivator for being an entrepreneur. And, you know, I think the work that you're doing is, is very much needed. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'd like to invite you, Jason, just to elaborate a little bit more on your, um, the nurse collective. And I know that that's kind of, graduated a bit from the nurse break but can yeah. you just talk us through you know how that works and and what nurses can can gain from joining the nurse collective
1: yeah absolutely I'd probably just quickly start with anyone interested in entrepreneurship I think there's a really cool book and it's called the lean startup um yeah. a worth a worth a, 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 um, a book worth reading but um yeah so the frustration for nurses collective I guess was there are multiple uh, nursing is 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 fragmented online. Um, there's hundreds of Facebook groups, mostly poorly moderated, um, and then our student associations at universities have, uh, well, some of them have you know Instagram pages and student societies that are active, and the others don't. or the leadership doesn't get handed over between the student presidents, and then our professional colleges, our you know our nursing peak bodies, yeah. um, they they charge a fee that they need to, but they don't offer a community to to their members. A, a good majority of them don't. There mm-hmm. is some that do offer like a forum or a group, but majority don't. And those that do, it's, it's often on these really old school sort of clunky systems that once again adds to this further fragmentation of nursing. So Nurses Collective is in the simplest terms, a collective, a hub, Mm. a hub that brings our student associations our professional colleges and general community practices into one space Mm. um in collaboration with heaps of um healthcare organizations to bring resources to one spot as well Mm. so um the journey could be you're a student and you are in a student group on the platform and you're interested in palliative care nurse. And so you join the palliative care nurses group. And then one day you become, you know, and also you're in a student society. So you're, your university is on the platform. And then one day you become a nurse practitioner and the Australian College of Nurse Practitioners is one of the organizations that uses this uh, nationwide for all their NPs as of mm. a few weeks, of, a few weeks ago. And it's about putting, having everything in one spot Mm -hmm. while maintaining the uh, while while those organizations maintain their own sort of independence uh, for their own identity brand and identity and membership uh, because these groups are private. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it puts everything in one spot and it's something that I wish, and I know a lot of people wish existed um, rather than just having to go through pretty spammy Facebook groups. It's Mm -hmm. primarily the only option. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's at its simplest terms what it is <laughs> um yeah
0: and that's that's taken a huge amount of work jackson you know i i know that because it's not easy to do these things and you have to be really dedicated to be able to get a massive project because it is really it's it's a, a national project isn't it you know mm-hmm. to establish that and to get you know the different organisations to support it mm how how is it going? Because how long is it now since you launched it?
1: Oh, well, look, I I did a like a proof of concept in January, and I uh, you know hundreds of people joined then, and I was like, oh god, okay, yeah. I should really um kickstart this. So I actually only launched it uh in October, so a few weeks ago, and yeah, uh, yeah look, it's I my plan is for it to domino slowly over a period of twelve months and then onwards until that people understand that well, firstly it's free yeah. um yeah. you know funded effectively by major sponsors um yeah. you know currently it's Ozmed E and Bank First most nurses yeah. know those organisations um and slowly getting student associations and our professional colleges on board which you know there's we've currently got the Australian College of Nurse Practitioners yeah. um and there's a whole bunch of other ones that are, that are actually extremely keen to get on board so yeah. Um, I would advocate for people to just check it out. It takes 30 seconds yeah. to register. Um, I think yourself is on it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. I am.
0: <laughs>
1: and uh yeah, like it's it's a it's a work in progress, but um, I think it's it's gonna be really people are really gonna find it useful. Um and it's community led. So, you know, if yeah. people want to get involved and, you know, play around with those uh sort of side hustle uh, vibes that they have in their own lives and they mm-hmm. want to learn some tech and they want to you know facilitate become a facilitator and mm-hmm. um be part of something really cool and exciting then um yeah i'm expressions of interests are open and there's some really cool senior nurses getting on board already so yeah. that's really cool
0: yeah and i think it's you know, it's very telling, isn't it, that when you kind of had the proof of concept, you were inundated, which tells you there's a need for that very much. So, mm. um, and I, you know, I think it's great that you got the sponsorship as well. How easy was it to get that?
1: Um, so for, so I think <laughs> so. Generally speaking, which is probably a good sign, is that pri- effectively the sponsors sort of pitched me rather than me asking right. for sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Um And I'm extremely picky because I don't want um, anyone to be a sponsor. Um And I have rejected organisations because they yeah. need to, they need to align with yeah. my values of the nursing collective and also the values that are of, of, of the nursing profession. Um, yeah. And they need to, um, respect and understand nurses and, and our journey. So the organizations I've picked are AusMed, um, e and bank first, uh, they, they do that, you know, everyone knows that they do that. Um, they're well-renowned. Um, and yeah, so you will see them on the app where if you, uh, when you download it from the app store, you'll see their logo on the website or the app. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just—I just think it's a great initiative. And uh, have you had feedback from people who've joined? Have you had, or it's probably a bit too early for that? Maybe? Yeah,
1: yeah. Look, people are um, generally speaking, like I have received quite a bit actually, and people are amazed. They're actually primarily they're excited for it to see where it, what it becomes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, we're at two thousand or two thousand one hundred yeah. registered users as of two weeks. And, you know, I think when this becomes three and four and ten, um, it'll become a really professional platform that isn't connected to people's social media and will become an option that isn't Facebook and a free option that effectively gives you a professional fusion of LinkedIn and Facebook for nursing in your phone, in your hand. Which is
0: great, isn't it? Because there isn't anything like that at all.
1: No, exactly right. Yeah.
0: So what what is the future? What's your vision for it, Jackson? What do you, where do you see it going?
1: I just want it to become a place that uh, nursing students and everyday nurses go to to connect and network professionally, mm. um, other than Facebook. And I want um, it to become a place that is transparent, moderated, safe. Uh, mm-hmm. And something that we definitely haven't had and it's something that's been needed for a long time um, mm-hmm. and really user-friendly. And I think I, I, I don't want it to be nationwide. And that's yeah. definitely my my first goal.
0: Yeah. So that's, I mean, you are going to need more than you to achieve that, aren't you? I would mean, <laughs> imagine that's a lot of hours of work to, you know, already actually to get to where you are. So is that something that you envisage in the future that you you're going to have to have a bigger team?
1: Yeah, currently the power of um, uh, AI and good time management has yeah. definitely allowed me to <laughs> to uh, get to where it is, uh, and and you know having an amazing like app developing like a, a development team sort yeah. of back there. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunities for for nurses. Yeah. Um, especially those with like an extra skill set or a passion to mm. um, get involved. Absolutely. Mm.
0: And where can, where can nurses find, how do they find you, Jackson? How, how do they find the nurse collective?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So they like can find me um, just on LinkedIn, primarily sort of the best option or yeah. through nurses collective. Um, so you just Google nursescollective.org collective.org um, and yeah, you can get involved you can, You'll probably see colleagues <laughs> and fellow students yeah. and, and people and your, your lecturers on there. And um, um yeah, you can just connect through me yeah. through uh, that or LinkedIn.
0: Yeah. All right. That's great. And I, I really look forward to seeing where this is going to go because I, I know I, I have joined and I kind of watched the development of this and I just think it's a really great initiative because as you say, there is, you know, everything is in one place and, you know, I have a bit of an aversion to Facebook because I don't <laughs> like the way that it's going and I don't like the whole algorithm thing. And I think we're not, yeah. we're not doing it for that. We're trying to reach nurses and support and make a difference. And, and it's a great platform to do that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's the vision. And I, I think, um I think people can see it. Um, And it'd be great to have more people come on that journey.
0: (laughs) I just want to come back a little bit, uh, Jackson, to one of the things that you um, mentioned in your um, questionnaire that you wanted to talk about. And it is it's around the difficulties of nursing and you you mentioned that misunderstanding of the role and violence in healthcare and workload. And I just I just want the opportunity just for you to expand on that a little bit because all of those issues are huge in in nursing and just kind of why that's important and why that you feel that's the most difficult part of being a nurse.
1: Yeah. Like it's, I don't know if it's the most difficult and everyone's journey and experiences is different. However, I think it's an area that, that is being dealt with at a, at a sort of organisational and, you know, national level. But I do think that, um, you know, there is so many stories that aren't reported of nurses being attacked verbally and physically, and it either goes underreported Or it's poorly managed and I don't feel like a lot of people that I know personally have been supported in those journeys. And I think for me, uh, two years ago, myself and my mate, um, from the archive, we released a really cool mini series that went quite viral Mm -hmm. and it it interviewed nurses on camera sort of in like uh, ABC sort of style, you know, you know, their experiences with violence. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the stories were like atrocious, uh, nurses getting you know effectively stabbed um you know watched and you know stalked on their way out of the car parks home from predators um you know very mentally unwell people who were doing that um through to you know just the everyday assaults and verbal abuse abuse that you get in aged care emergency on the wards in the community and uh I just think it needs to be spoken about more. I think we need to have louder voices on this topic because we shouldn't be getting attacked. We shouldn't have paramedics getting killed. We shouldn't have nurses and doctors getting killed and attacked. Um, you know, and we've had that this year and last year and every year. Um, and also in our remote communities as well, there is an under, it's a taboo to talk about. There is, there is a lot of violence, Mm -hmm. uh, that healthcare workers experience in in certain areas across Australia. Mm. Um, And as many causes of these, of this violence that people experience um, that also needs to be understood, but I think just the personal journey that nurses go through um, needs to be explored a bit deeper. Mm. And um, yeah, so that's, that's sort of that where that comes from. Um, How
0: how was that? How was that met because I know to talk about some of these things if you it's very organization specific in terms of some organizations are really not um kind of permitting people to talk about these experiences which makes it more of a taboo subject you know it's not you you reference there it's not kind of always out in the open and how how did you manage that jackson in terms of interviewing people about that
1: yeah so it's, it's a tricky one um these were nurses primarily all very extremely experienced and they preferred to give their story out um mm-hmm. then deal with the repercussions however we got all their employers approval to do it okay. um which made it far easier however you know that <clears throat> there are nurses in certain parts of australia who are Effectively gagged, you know, yeah. to not to not <clears throat> explore what they're experiencing, mm. um, and it's not just nursing. Um, no, no. But yeah, there's a whole world out there of untold um, stories. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's my my little passion project to yeah. go find those clinicians and interview them. Yeah, and we can do that think, alongside you as yeah, well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think a lot of people would be shocked by that. You know, when I say people, I mean, members of the public, I think a lot of that because it is hidden. It's not really, you know, you don't see a lot of that reported that people don't always appreciate, you know, what nurses are subjected to. And it's, it's becoming, more and more an issue
1: it has been for a while you know this there's, there's and, and yeah exactly and it's not just you know emergency departments it's no. it's aged care you know facilities yeah. it's yeah. it's community and uh most reporting is about our emergency departments but um you know <laughs> nurses on a hourly basis in some places deal with it mm. um day to day so mm.
0: And I I think that's really sad because, you know, there's lots of contributing factors that can affect um, nurses from a stress point of view. And I think burnout is a very overused word at the moment. But, you know, the, the consequences of true burnout can be a combination of significant events that somebody has um experienced and i don't think we do a great job at supporting people with that you know it's the kind of statutory well there's eap you know but that's not really in in this context sufficient help to kind of help somebody navigate that process we and i say this all the time jackson but we can't afford to lose good nurses and if somebody experienced you know Violence in healthcare that can be the end of their career because we don't get people back sometimes. Understandably, exactly. and, so. and it
1: has you know lifelong ramifications. Yeah. Um. There yeah. is an organisation across Australia called the National or the Nurses Midwifery Program, mm. um, through the NMHVP currently in Victoria. But, um, yeah, there there are hotlines out there dedicated to nurses and midwives that um those resources can be found. Um, on the nurses collective um and it's all there anyone to access mm-hmm. but um you know for those who are struggling with stuff it doesn't just have to be eap and no you know no. our other hotlines there's actually dedicated nurse and midwifery um service across australia that's been set up yeah. um but yeah those resources are on the website but um and in the show notes as well but yeah it's definitely um an area that, you know, I wasn't the student and I actually oh. didn't really experience it as a student on oh. placement either. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's just. Mm.
0: Yeah. So it's, I mean, I know, I know a lot of healthcare organizations do put their staff through mandatory training now in terms of, you know, how to deal with, that type of conflict but I think it's still you know there's still those incidents where healthcare staff get caught up inadvertently sometimes you know because of the difficulties of the patients that they're dealing with and it, it is it's something that's a, a real issue sadly.
1: Yeah and um, you know you know, I don't think you could eradicate violence and aggression in healthcare because mm. you know there are many causes of it—organic, not organic—and mm. you know um, a lot of unmet needs and mm. you know path you know pathological reasons and medical reasons, etc. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, um, Sundowning is a perfect example of just it, it. More comes down to a lot of these things as recognising it early and coming up with yeah. strategies to manage it, recognise it and mitigate it yeah. Um, yeah. safely without re- and it ending in, you know, an incident. Mm. But yeah. Mm.
0: Jackson, can you kind of share a little bit about some of the challenges or a challenging time that you've had in your career and what you learned as a result of that?
1: Oh, that's a tricky question (laughs) um you'll have to get back to that question
0: (laughs) all right I, I mean perhaps thinking more in terms of you know I know you mentioned your grad um kind of ambition was to go into emergency critical care but you actually ended up into trauma in trauma orthopedics and I just wonder you know for grads who are listening to this because we've mm. kind of gone through that whole process again recently for grads applying for places and you know it's a stressful time isn't it for grads because yeah lot... I yeah here you go
1: no yeah no 100% <laughs> sorry for interrupting oh, yeah I, right. I i think the grad process is extremely stressful and they're not supported sometimes depending on where you are for mm you know, expectation management. And I think if you go in with some sort of eyes and willing to learn and realize that it's just 12 months, you know, if you get get a graduate and it's not the end of the world, if you don't, um, you know, your career is, has a long way to go. And just because you don't get what you want, you know, that you wanted for the last three, four years in your first year is not the end of the world. And it's, it's all about how you frame the experience that you've been given yeah. and it'll open doors that you didn't didn't yeah. see and expect yeah. and you might even end up loving it.
0: Yeah, and I, I you know, from the, the stories that have come out of the interviews with the nurses that I have interviewed, you know, it, there is a common theme throughout a lot of those stories, you know, kind of go where it takes you in your career because you never know what opportunity that's going to open up. For you and it—it it is a leap of faith sometimes you do have to think well okay you know maybe not what I wanted but let's give it a go and it's being open to that possibility isn't it that can really kind of end up being a really rewarding career in an area that you might never have considered
1: yeah exactly yeah so don't shut the door too quickly <laughs> no
0: no And I think, you know, listening to, you know, the people who you've interviewed and also like podcasts like mine, and there's other people who are also interviewing nurses to listen to those. If you're a grad and you're, you know, wondering where to from here and you are, you know, perhaps didn't get the area that you wanted, have a listen to some of these stories, because it can really give you a sense of. I hadn't thought about that, you know, and I I can think of an example, somebody I interviewed as a a nurse working in a rural area in mental health. And she said mental health was never on her radar. You know, I think she wanted to go into ED and ended up taking this job, literally packing up a car and going working in some remote part of Western Australia and Mm. absolutely loved it
1: hundred you know. percent And like, you know, what a tiny example for me is I like, I'm a nurse immunizer, you know, tiny, yeah. tiny part of currently what I do, but I didn't think I'd ever do that. It just sort of just ah. happened. And, you know, it's up op- in, in itself, it's opened some really cool opportunities in primary healthcare that um yeah. has actually really started to interest me um yeah. and has actually complemented my emergency sort of skill set. Yeah. Um that is definitely got a long way to go in itself, but um yeah. So it's, if you just a little bit of going with the flow, a little bit of, yeah. um, you know, and I think you still, still actively plan your career to a, to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to have sort of a scaffold a framework to go by. And I think an, uh, uh, LinkedIn and Nurses Collective are two sort of platforms that yeah. will allow you to look at what other people are doing and how they got there and, yeah. and, you know, link, link in with them. And, yeah. um,
0: yeah and I you know I I can relate that to my career I've been a nurse for a very long time and I you know I have literally if I look back I will never in a million years have thought when I was a younger nurse that I would have ended up doing some of the jobs that I did yeah you know because they were literally you know I had no experience at all in some of these things but you know hey they needed someone to do it so I'm like well why you know and it's it led to so many things that I would never ever have had those opportunities had I not been open to learning something new and I think Mm. I always have a saying I say you should never go back to a job that you've left as in the same job Uh, yeah you should only ever go forward into something different because you take the skills with you along the way and you carry those forward into your next role and it goes on until you've got this kind of like um, almost a portfolio of experience that you've gained along the way because I think you yeah, know that's that's what it's about really
1: not 100 there's just so many options out there that you yeah. don't even know exist <laughs> <laughs>
0: so kind of this is I've got a couple of last questions for you here Jackson but um one of the things I wanted to ask you and I always ask everybody when I interview this question is kind of knowing what you know and I know that you said you've been relatively qualified in a relatively short time but you've still done a lot in that short time so this is still very relevant what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out in their nursing career
1: Um, It would be there'd be a few points. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Really focus on consolidating and becoming a safe nurse um, as like a priority, especially like when you're starting out, and obviously always. But focus on consolidating those skills to make sure you're safe. Yeah. Um, Advocate for your patients. And when you feel like something or you know something's wrong yeah um and do it you know using greater assertiveness which is a whole concept you can Google if you aren't sure about what it is um because it can save someone's life potentially greater mm-hmm. assertiveness um thirdly is uh the you know I'm not the right person to say this but you know Like you've got a long career ahead of you. So just, you know, dabble in different things and explore and don't like lock yourself into one area. And probably the fourth one would be like network and like meet lots of different people, um, find a community um, and yeah, get involved in in the broader profession because it might really complement your work-life balance in a surprising way.
0: What What does a safe nurse look like? jackson because i'm conscious we we use these Mm. terms but to somebody listening what what does that what does it mean
1: i would describe it as knowing so i guess you have the 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 scale of competence and confidence and it's about being and having enough self-awareness that you know that you might not know something or that you don't know something rather than being comp- and you know, being completely blind to the fact that you don't know, that you don't know, that you don't know something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just about, you know, asking questions and being, and trying to remain humble and not having to know everything. I think mm-hmm. the other fifth thing that I would add to my list would be like treat students well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was yeah. treated atrociously by some people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wish I had responded to them differently in hindsight, but I've on a few occasions, like pulled up colleagues for like speaking to students. Mm. Uh, and it's not, you know, you don't realize necessarily how your words come across, but you know, sometimes a, your, your friend or a colleague might be like, Hey, that probably wasn't cool. That nurse is now yeah. crying in the, the, nurse, the students now crying. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I've seen it a few times where, you know, you know, I'm probably guilty of as well where we're in a situation and we say something um, and it can get misinterpreted or or it's just not a nice thing to say to someone who's learning because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not the person to take a student and you're, it's not your day for a student, you need to, like, speak up because, um, you know, the students are the people who need our support and they need to feel supported and they need to be... Yeah. Treat it as students, not just as a second yeah. pair of hands yeah. to just do all the tasks. Yeah. You need to like, you know, you need to precept them well yeah. because they have limited time and placement. Yeah.
0: And I, I, you know, I think that's hugely important, Jackson, because I have a, a real kind of frustration, if you like, about how we talk to not necessarily just students or grads. I've, I've heard other nurses talk to nurses who might be new into a mm. role you know yeah. well, agency
1: staff, yeah
0: yeah and that you know there's that saying isn't it the standard you walk past is the standard that you um accept yeah and i i think as a profession we do have to do some kind of reflection on how we treat our own in the profession i think we don't always utilize emotional intelligence we don't always think about the message and how best to say it because everybody's different and we need different approaches when we communicate with people mm. you know I think grads have a hard time navigating that in their first ward post-qualifying and one of the things I always say I did I did um, a presentation master class not so long ago about this and we were talking about choosing your wizards wisely you know who do you how, who do you how do you know who to go to on award you know first day yeah. on award and I, it's very simple it's you observe you watch who everybody else goes to who are the who are the go-to people you don't know don't get involved in
1: gossip ears no, open no. mouth closed when yeah. it comes to gossip. Yeah. absolutely <laughs> don't
0: you know and yeah. never ever be afraid to ask questions because that's how you learn and I think we have a lot of work to do in creating a culture that's kind. Um, and you know, we we can be our own worst enemies sometimes. I think as a profession, we do, we put people through this baptism of fire, maybe because that's how they had to learn. But mm. that doesn't mean that's how we have to learn going forward. There's better yeah. ways of doing it.
1: So no, I think you put it perfectly.
0: I think it's you know a really important those those points that you've shared there because it's hugely difficult, hugely challenging as a grad, and yeah. it it's often the other thing I say to people it's about choosing you know you you testing out it it might be that you don't particularly like that area that's okay you can then go and choose something else it's it's mm. about being selective and learning what you like and what you don't like and the yeah. first place you go may not be the place that you really want to be in the future yeah. <laughs> and that's okay
1: <laughs> and i'd have to give one extra thing that just came to my mind yeah. my my sixth tip to students and grads <laughs> is to document whatever you're doing right now document more <laughs> yeah um yeah and yeah. go read some coroner's cases yeah. um, in, you know, they're free and able to be accessed by anybody. Yeah. I strongly advocate students and grads and I wish I was, I had read them because the moment I started reading like 10, I went on this wormhole one night recently and I started reading coroner's cases uh-huh. and they, the the in-depthness that they yeah. go to in regards to the nursing notes and yeah. the actions or inaction yeah. of certain individuals is mind boggling. Yeah. And it definitely has made me cognizant that I need to document far more comprehensively than I yeah. thought I already was. Yeah. So um, I would strongly advocate for, for people to read up on that because yeah. that'll make you more comprehensive in your own nursing assessments as well. When you start thinking about other things.
0: It will. And I think I had a, an experience that was a massive learning curve for me um, many years ago. I worked as a theater nurse and this was quite a long time, kind of after I'd moved on. I was doing something completely different, and I got a letter that dropped through the letterbox. This was when I was in the UK, um, from a, one of the big law firms in in the UK where I was working. And I opened this letter, and the only bit that jumped out at me was, "It appears you were the nurse."
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, that's oh, heart dropping, right? You're my like, oh god.
0: god. I can't tell you the panic that that caused because yeah. I'm looking at this name. I, I don't know who it is. I can't remember. Yeah, and it was a huge learning curve. It was nothing kind of serious in that regard. It was basically they wanted a confirmation of an entry in um, a theatre book where you record the you know the patient details. But it was a huge kind of reminder about this was many years later, how things can come back to you and you don't remember because you've looked after thousands of people in that period of time.
1: Exactly. And if I was to give a specific example, for me, it's about every conversation I have with the doctor, verbal or phone. You know, sometimes I would have a quick little conversation in the corridor about the patient progression or something and then they would say something and I wouldn't necessarily always write those down you know um contemporaneously I guess or the word whatever the word is you know and now I do now I actively write down every conversation every phone call if there's a visitor in the room I'll write down that there's a visitor in the room and what time just because of certain experiences I've had that I wish I had um and it would have covered me in a few situations and, and if you, and, and I think it's really important that, you know, you know, it's up to you if you do it or not, yeah. but it'll be you having to explain. Yeah. Um, so if you're confident in your documentation, yeah. Um, the, when you look back at it, if you ever get pulled up, um, you'll, you'll be confident that exactly what you wrote is everything yeah. that happened that, yeah. that shift. So.
0: And, you know, equally, I, I also can remember going on a, Um, a documentation course that was run by a retired barrister and part of this course was a mock-up of an Mm. actual court proceeding and we all had to take turns and stand in the witness box and he assassinated our character every single one of us one by one Mm. and he 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 explained you know it's like he said it's like a theatre he said you go into that witness box you're being judged on how you look how you speak they see you as a professional, you're a nurse, and he said, you know, they refer to your records and there's missing information. Yeah. Well, if it's not documented, it wasn't done. Or
1: yeah, well, if you don't do it then, yeah. but how do we know we trust your notes yeah. now? So, yeah.
0: yeah, you call yourself a professional, but you don't keep contemporaneous notes. It was yeah. like, I came out of there thinking, I'll just have to write essays for <laughs> now. Yeah. Because you know I don't think we truly unless you've had an experience where you've been exposed you either had to go to court to give evidence or you've been involved in something you know like a men- or something yeah like I don't think we really genuinely truly understand the importance of documentation and it's such such an important thing like I 100% agree with you it's like
1: Yeah, that'd be my six points. (laughs) I'll (laughs) add no more, I promise.
0: Oh, it's been lovely talking with you, Jackson. And I I just honestly, I think the work that you're doing with, you know, the Nurse Collective is, is such a great initiative. And I think it's really, really needed. And I'm excited to see where that goes, because You know, that it's there's so many possibilities around that, you know, even beyond Australia, dare I say, because there's there's nothing really that's doing Mm. what you're doing. And Facebook isn't the answer.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. No, thank you for your kind words.
0: No, I I genuinely mean that. Um and I my final question for you, and it's probably I'm gonna ask you anyway, because I know you, you say, Well, you've still got a long career to go, but what would you most like to be remembered for in your career?
1: Um, just being, just being, oh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> I haven't been asked that one before. I think <laughs> just doing my, as long as I try to do my best, you know, um, remembered for creating a community that people Mm. use um and yeah (laughs) I can't really answer that just yet. yeah
0: I think I think you're very modest Jackson because I think from everything we've talked about today you know I think that's probably you know one of the things that you will look back and and have a lot of pride about what the work that's gone into the nurse collective and how that will grow and it, you know i realize it's very early days but i think it has the potential to be something that i think in the future you'll be really proud of
1: mm. yeah well here's the ho- let's hope so i'm i'm confident it will so <laughs> <laughs> i'll
0: have to interview you in 10 years and ask you the question again
1: <laughs> let's do it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, well, thank you so much, Jackson, for your time today. And um, maybe if you can just drop me some notes and I can put them in the show notes for how people can um, find you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: We'll go from there.
1: It was a pleasure. Thank you for chatting today.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome.